Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Hello. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Another episode. Drinking more beer, talking about more stuff. Nice. All right. (laughs) We're going to travel a bit this time outside of the Midwest, which I know is a a departure from our usual, but we're going to drink some Equilibrium. Oh, okay. Where's Equilibrium from? Middletown, New York, like the Hudson Valley region of the New York area. They, uh... They got some some distribution recently, and we've been I've just been seeing them for a bit okay. around here. Um, I don't think I've I'm not sure I've ever drank them though. I'm not either. Now that you say it, I think I was thinking they were somebody else. Hmm. I don't know who. I'm not going to name That's other okay. breweries. Yeah, but no, I think they're from I New York. Were, yeah, so we're gonna take a trip to New York. That Actually, sounds good. I, I don't know how many take times. A trip to New York. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how many breweries in the uh, New York area we've actually had on the podcast. Not many would be my guess. Yeah, I can't think of any. Neither can I. So I, I mean, can't little, say none. But we've done a little bit East Coast, but it's all been like that North Carolina yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then Boston and like that's kind of it. Yeah, I don't know if we've been to New York yet. Yeah, exciting. We'll check it off stuff. the list. We should do a map. We should. That's a good. Why idea. are we not? Yeah, write that down. <laughs> Why like do we it. not have a map? <laughs> we totally are doing this. All right, cool. Well, we're going to open a Pills, South Street Pills. That sounds good. I need like a drink. Right? It's a Voter-Age Pilsner. Oh, a Voter-Age Yeah, so I'm intrigued. 5.5 ABV. Let's give this a little pour and give it a try. That sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Equilibrium. Um, I didn't know much about them before I picked them up at the bottle shop. I was wandering around being like, what haven't we drank? Let's give something new a try. Yeah. And I picked this up. And, yeah. So, they're from Middletown, New York. Um, they were actually opened up by a pair of MIT grads. Okay. So equilibrium is like the, um, you know, the balance beer balanced by science is kind of their okay. <laughs> thing. So let's give this a try and let's then we'll talk a little pilsner. bit more. Ooh, that was a positive, and the aroma is very nice. So yeah, it has a nice, a, a stronger aroma than a usual pilsner. Yeah, more so than I, I expected. Like Maybe because of the the aged. I don't know, but yeah, Ooh. this is good. This is a solid pilsner. Mm. Yeah, I really right? like it. I actually really like this. I don't think I've had a pils in a while, <laughs> but like this is a very solid, very flavorful, very strong aroma, but pleasant. Like it's a really good. It's like kind of just a bold pilsner. Yeah, like some are a little perfect. bit more muted. This just has a more pronounced flavor to it. But everything you think of in a pilsner. Is exactly what this is. Yeah. No, this is, you You know, Ooh. I got nothing more to say. You just said everything That's I was really going to say. Good. I mean, really crisp, <clears throat> yeah. clean, refreshing beer. 
but has a little more body yes, than you're used to. Yes, definitely than a normal, like, typical yeah, Pilsner. I'm great. I'm really liking this. This is really but you're, tasty. You're one for one equilibrium. All right, equilibrium. Yeah, so kind of interesting story. So, yeah, so it was started by a pair of MIT grads who wound up working together at an engineering firm. Um, uh, it says they kind of started as a water purification project that they were working on together or they had worked on they were trying to make clean water for people in need so they were trying to take concentrated things out of water and kind of had the thought well really beer is just concentrated stuff in water so it's the opposite of what that that water purification project actually is but they were really good at the taking stuff out so they oh. thought maybe we'd be really good at the putting stuff in. Um, I can see that. I think scientists probably make good brewers. The, so. This, t- these two, um, from my very limited experience <laughs> thus far, uh, definitely do. But yeah, they they wanted to combine beer, um, you know, science and community, and kind of the equilibrium is just a. Uh, play on all of that combination and balance of things. Their goal was to make the best beer in the world based on MIT-trained scientific principles, (laughs) along with a love for craft beer. Um, They wanted to brew what they wanted to drink. So they thought, you know, we're we're really interested in beer. Um, Two two guys, Pete and Ricardo, started this. Ricardo had home-brewed for a number of years, um, and they both had an interest in craft beer. You know, they started kind of very limited, making their own setup instead of going to Bed Bath & Beyond or something and buying a, a homebrew kit. They started with, like, a shower head, a hose, a stove. <laughs> like, there's a picture on their website of, like, their first original setup. And it's, like, I mean, clearly they're scientists, but it's a whole podgepodge of things. Um, yeah, and they started brewing six barrel batches. Some of them wound up down the drain. Some of sure. them wound up, you know, perfecting whatever they wound up going to next. But they wound up purchasing their first location on the second uh, level of a Henry Street building in 2015. Okay. Um, their first beers were officially released around 2017. And they wound up kind of having a regular Saturday releases. So it wound up being like a gathering place for people in the area. It's kind of in the Hudson Valley region um, of people that liked beer. And people would start lining up at 4.30 in the morning on a Saturday to get their beers. And it really started gaining popularity. Um, So they purchased a new facility in 2019, which is only a few blocks away from their first location three million dollars uh total cost renovation they knocked down the building and started over whoa thirty thousand square feet um this location has a tap room a dog friendly beer garden a full-on barbecue restaurant with two massive smokers two live fire grills they have 22 draft lines they also offer local wines ciders soft drinks um things like that so it's a, a place to hang out to get food to drink beer um and and just enjoy the community which is kind of one of their core things was beer and science and community um and that's what they were going for so that's the the, the equilibrium way i guess but well, that's awesome yeah. i really i really want to go there now right? like all those things you just said i know i could we could just go and stay in a hotel across <laughs> the street and just go there every day yeah. i don't even need to go on a 
that right? I don't need to see anything else. Yeah. This is fine. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, they definitely, you know, if you read some of the stuff about how they develop some of their hops and different things, like they they definitely have a science-minded way of going about everything. Nice. Um, so that probably makes sense, you know? I mean, recipes are often mathematical and scientific and obviously the water and different things that you put into it so very very cool i think it's a very science um intertwined with with beer and and community so yeah i mean i think beer is that balance of art and science Mm -hmm. that you don't get in a lot of other areas and i love that about beer and i think that one thing you didn't one word you didn't use Mm -hmm. is precision and i think that Mm -hmm. Brewers ultimately find out when they kind of start to go to the next level that if you aren't precise, mm-hmm. you get those inconsistencies yes, and you end sure. up with variation, yeah. which is a big complaint that yeah. consumers you're gonna, have. You're going to have the same beer that you're going to brew on a regular basis. Essentially, what you need is to be consistent. Yeah. And in order to get that, the recipe and execution of that recipe, like you said, has to be very precise so and that scientific background definitely would get you to that i'm sure i mean they were both environmental engineers um and they again they graduated from mit i'm sure they learned a lot about precision and, (laughs) and the work that they were doing um before they decided that that brewery brewing was really their passion so that's cool that's yeah. a good that's a good origin story i like it i thought it was unique it's always nice when we get a new one right? yeah i mean it's we get not, a lot of the same i mean most are home brewers which don't get me wrong they were but also combined with that scientific background is kind of a cool spin on yeah. the normal home totally. brew story and this is so good i've almost already finished my taste and we're going to really drink more of it thoroughly enjoying this one so mm-hmm. i am glad we are gave that one a try yeah so, yeah they essentially at first they really only planned on doing like kegs but then they in an interview they said but the beer came out really really good so so, and people started lining up to get it yeah so they were kind of like well i guess we gotta you know distribute this and can it and bottle it and and, and get it out to the general public because there's obviously a demand for it so i am grateful (laughs) i'm grateful that they made that leap yes i agree i am enjoying this very much so all right now all right so let's move on to a totally unrelated topic sometimes we're able to beautifully segue from our our brewery conversation yeah uh (laughs) and this is probably just not one of those moments we try you guys we're not perfect no as you'll learn by our conversation about parents and mm. our parenting styles. And we're not going to talk just about parenting styles because no. I think we could do an entire episode on that. Oh, probably. I think that would be a good episode for a guest. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so we'll touch on, I'll touch a little bit on my parenting style, which I've talked about in previous episodes yeah. too. But we want to talk about our interactions with other parents. Yes. The good, the bad, the ugly... Who, how we interacted with adults when we were maybe kids. I talk. A, I have a little bit to say yeah. about that. Cool. And uh, and and you know, we'll see where the conversation leads us. All right. But I'll start out by talking about as a kid. You know, my interactions with parents. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, was mostly fine. I mean, I always yeah. thought most parents were nice. 
mm-hmm. they you know their kids were kind of in the same place as me you know we were in school together like you and i yeah. geographically we live near each other mm-hmm. um our parents were you know my parents were a little bit older than most of my friends parents because mm-hmm. i have an older, older brother, brother yeah. my parents were a little bit older when they got married as well so mm. they kind of just like a few notches over kind of most of my friends Parents, sure. not everybody, but most. I had a handful, a small handful of friends who had older siblings mm. that were friends with my brother. Oh, yeah. So in those cases, you know, my mother already had a relationship with their mother. Gotcha. And, you know, it, it, it was a very natural thing for us to be friends. The moms sure. got along, which isn't always the case. Not always. Which is what we're going to talk about, always. <laughs> primarily. Um, but for the most part, it was really good. I will say... The moms that my mom was also friends with, mm-hmm. it went a little bit all over the place, mm. okay. you know? And my experience has been the same as a mother, so I yeah. can support, I can see that. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but mm-hmm. I was friends with a girl in elementary school that you were also friends with, mm-hmm. and my mom was friends with her mother, okay. and they were in different places in their lives, sure, I, sure, I sure. believe. Uh um, but they were friends, and um, but ultimately, my experience with this girl's mom was very negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was she wasn't like the nicest person in general, so it wasn't like I did something or she did it wasn't something. You particularly, but it was just yeah. The characters she was, didn't mesh. She very was well. abrasive <laughs> as a in general, I think. Mm-hmm. And my friend and I had a little bit of a falling out, but before that even really happened, mm-hmm. she just kind of like kind of jumped on me at one mm. point, and kind of I don't want to say she like attacked me because that's sure, sure, overstating. Sure. Uh, but I was like thirteen years old, oh. and you know, still a child. And uh, she just really caught me off guard and kind of started yelling at me one time at her house. Mm. It was scary. It's a bad memory for me. Yeah. And it was probably one of the only times I had a really negative, like, interaction with somebody's parent. With a parent, especially at that age, yeah. Well, and ultimately, I mean, it it basically ended the friendship. Mm. I mean, I never really was friends with that girl again. I'm sure you've already figured out who I'm talking about. (laughs) Um. And, you know, Facebook is an amazing thing. Mm. It reconnects people in many ways. And, yes, I'm connected to this girl on Facebook now. Sure. And that's fine, although I believe I've unfollowed her because Uh. I have – she's exactly like her mom, I think. (laughs) And I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But there are moments that I used to see when I would see Facebook posts that I kind of just was like, ugh. This is too much for me. Deja vu. Deja vu. Yeah. yeah, So I think that I've kind of moved away from that even now as an adult. That's fair. And I think that that kind of indicates that, you know, sometimes you do get a little bit of of that, you know, that the kids end up like the parents. Oh, naturally. There's there's a lot of that. Yeah. And I think that that as a result... um, you know, carries over mm-hmm. as and as you go into adulthood. Yeah. Now, as an adult, do you want to weigh in on any kid-related stuff? Well, you I... know, I feel like as a kid, I had, again, mostly positive experiences with other adults. I will say that my parents had some interesting friends that were more my brother's friend's parents okay. than mine. That even then, I think, looking back, I realized were very immature for adults Mm -hmm. like if they were like oh we should do this even at like 12 i would be like but should we 
like maybe not maybe not maybe maybe you're not the best role model um so i feel like (laughs) it ran the gamut of uh, complete variations of people that were in my life when i was a kid that's interesting in terms of parents and which i do think was beneficial to see different people and different parenting styles and looking back i think i i gained a lot from different experiences with different types of parents and some of those i look back and i'm like i never want to be like that parent and right. other people i'm like i would love to emulate things what they like that did, parent how they and interact I, yeah, with their and children. i actually think it was actually good even though at the time i'm sure there was no intention of that with my parents they just wound up spending time with whoever sure you know they played uh, kids played baseball with or they had this yeah. activity with or whatever and it just wound up being more about proximity and similar activities than anything else but looking back i think that it was actually a really good mix of different influences as a child growing up seeing all of those different kinds of environments that you know you said something that kind of struck me because it even brings me back to this interaction i have with this one particular parent Mm -hmm. you know you you mentioned like it kind of guided you for like maybe i would do that maybe i wouldn't do this and that mother was very strict Mm -hmm. with her Mm -hmm. daughter oh yeah no dating no cursing no no being out late no driving you know just like very very strict rules and of course her daughter completely just disregarded yes. all of those things she had the foulest mouth of oh anybody gosh. i know yes uh she definitely had moments in high school with boys yep. when she wasn't supposed to sure sure you know the rules yeah. for her yeah you know and and i remember thinking even then in high school see this is why you don't do that you're not mm-hmm. you shouldn't be that strict with you your kids be that extreme because if you're going to be that extreme they're probably going to rebel more they than go the else. other way yes yeah and so i think yeah. that i have i did benefit from that uh experience because yeah. seeing how that yeah, turned out yeah i realized that if if i say to my kids don't drink underage and don't smoke and don't mm-hmm. fight and don't have sex you know, in high and, school. And don't, 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 and don't, I, don't. And yeah. instead of just like having intelligent conversations with them mm-hmm. about those things yes. and being smart and responsible mm-hmm. and finding like a balance, yes. a level of, yeah. you know, how to handle those situations. I got that experience from watching somebody take it to the extreme. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So See? that's a really, that was a really good point that you made there. <laughs> Seeing parents who maybe uh, took it too far in yeah. one way or Be another. Like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, exactly. So that was my experience as a child. Yeah. In a summary, I guess. Yeah. I think that my experience with other parents has been very diverse. When I was oh, a kid, I felt sure. like most parents were, in general, I, I respected them and, mm-hmm. and felt you know comfortable with them and all those things. Yeah, yeah. As an adult... Now that I've interacted with other parents, whether it's my kids' friends' parents or my friends as parents oh, yeah. or relatives or There's anybody. There's a whole spectrum that I'm seeing as being an adult uh, that's definitely interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All over yeah. the board. I mean, I'll give a couple of examples kind of in general. Mm-hmm. You know, I've definitely run into the parents that when it comes to interacting with me as another parent... I find them to be flaky and they don't return phone calls mm-hmm. and they don't respond to you and they to sure. say things at the last they show up late to everything uh, and yeah. you know I get a lot of that mm-hmm. um I have interactions with other parents that I find 
they are attentive and trustworthy and I leave my kids with them. Oh, which is yes. a totally different standard yes. than oh, just very different. liking somebody yes. buddy as a parent. Trusting them to like watch your kids is a completely different realm of Yes, I'll hang out with you. Right. <laughs> yeah, you can come over with your kid and yes. we can chat and have a cup of coffee. Very different. That's yes. one thing. Yes. It's an entirely different thing if I call you up and I'm like, I got to go to this doctor's appointment. Right. It's kind of an emergency. Can you watch my kids for yes. two hours? Totally different. There's yeah. a very short list of mm-hmm. people I would call and ask that Agreed. favor. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've had some of those, though, mm-hmm. which is oh, great. Yeah. Uh, and you're one of them. Same. Yeah, I was saying. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I hope so. Thank yep. you. Um, and then I've got, you know, a handful of people that are in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. that I like and I get along with and seem in general pretty good, but I wouldn't call them my friend, you know, either. I would say I was actually having this conversation with my husband the other day and I would say that and it, it came up in a totally different realm, but my entire life I've only had a handful of really close friends sure and far more acquaintances than anything else okay so like most of my small category of i trust you and sure. you yeah, know, yeah yeah that has always been small even as a kid that was small. yeah i never had a ton of friends that i would be like yeah i'm gonna have a sleepover with or yes i'm gonna like yeah. go on a weekend with or like I never really had that many. I went through some waves with that a little (laughs) bit. There were times growing up where I had like a group that I was a part of, especially like early in high school when I joined marching band. Yeah. Marching band is such a big organization where you're kind of sort of friends with everybody Mm -hmm. in it. But then there would be moments where there would be drama Mm -hmm. in that group. Mm -hmm. Oh, this guy is dating this girl and they just broke up because he cheated on her and now they don't talk to each other and now we're all friends with both of them and (laughs) And what do we we do? do? And like those moments just got exhausting. And so by the time I finished high school, which sounds like pretty old to have made this determination, (laughs) in my opinion, but by that point, I had kind of decided, you know, I don't have to be friends with everyone, yeah. and I don't really have to make the extra effort with everyone. No. I felt that way, actually, even more so when we went off for our first year of college, yeah. and we had two random roommates. Mm-hmm. I liked our roommates. They yeah. were nice. They were fine. I did not leave the dorm at the end of the year thinking that they were going to be my friends nope. forever. Nope, me neither. And it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I, and I was okay with it. Perfectly I didn't, didn't fine need to be. and nice people, and I got along with. There were no, we never screamed at each other. No. I didn't have moments like that. It was, but it was just fine. But it was fine. Yeah, and I didn't need to be friends with them no. when we moved out. Mm-mm. I was just like, eh, yeah, cool, you know. good luck. Yeah, like I see wish you, you the best. Yeah, Not- maybe I'll see you on campus or see you out at some point, and yeah. that would be fine. And yeah. that was the extent mm-hmm. of my relationship with them. And I think by the time I had gotten to college, I had realized that. Mm-hmm. And as a result, sort of started to filter through even yeah. some of the friends I left high school sure. with Yeah, and d- decide, you know. Which eh. of these are really truly going to be the long-term friends yeah. that I have? And those changed. Like there were some that even after college I thought I was going to be friends with for a long time and by whatever, you know, circumstances that didn't happen. But even now I can say like when I think when I was planning my 40th birthday, like 
I only had a handful of people that I was like, I even want to right. join. Me. I don't know like, what your invite yeah. list looked like, but there were like two other people on it, and that was, <laughs> it. and I knew those two weren't going to come, be- you know, because they couldn't, family, yeah, et cetera. But you wanted them there. But it was that just, was it. Yeah, that was the short. That was the whole list. It wasn't even a short list. It was a very short list to begin with. There weren't right. that many. But so yeah. those were the like important people in my life that I trust and I'm close with. Mm-hmm. And that was really it. Like, so, but I'm sorry, I'm totally sidetracking. But as, as in terms of like close parent friends that I actually trust, it is still a small circle. But because I have three children, the acquaintance piece becomes much, much larger. Yeah. So there's a lot of parents I interact with and only a handful that I would say I'm actually friends with. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't, I don't believe that that's bad. I think that that's kind of how it's supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't need to be friends with everybody. No. That's not a thing that I really desire to be. Yeah, I agree. I'm cool with I that. I think it's just, mm-hmm. it's a nice little bonus mm-hmm. if once in a rare while you connect with somebody, yes. even if it's temporary, mm-hmm. even if you spend yeah. a year or so with that person, just maybe grab a drink, maybe you hang out, maybe mm-hmm. the kids get along, get together, and then, and you know, if it fades... That's fine. You know, yeah. it's fine. There's a handful of right now moms that are friends that are my son's friends' moms. Uh-huh. And a handful of us have hung out a couple of times. Sure. Not like a lot, but I feel like we all get along yeah. and we can hang out and even without the kids, like we can hang out, go grab a drink, dinner, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and it's good. Do I think that that's going to be a long-term thing? I have no idea. Maybe for as long as the kids are friends. Maybe not. Like, there are connection is yeah. the, the kids. And I'm not at the point at now that without that kid connection, I think we would really stay in touch. But we're friendly. I enjoy yeah. them. Like, the, you know, like, if sure. I need someone to watch my son, I would definitely trust, like, his best friend's mom. Yeah. Totally. totally. You know, he's spent the night there before, and, and he's been totally fine, and I have no problem with that. Right. Um, but, again, that's a relatively small group. Yeah. And also, like, there's also a handful of parents that I'm like, I actually don't want you hanging out with their kids because I don't like or trust their parents yeah which is an interesting dynamic yeah i actually had a moment not long ago where i got the feeling a parent felt that way about me oh interesting yeah and it came as a big surprise yeah uh i'm not i'm not totally sure why i was surprised i mean she doesn't know me that well but i guess i didn't think i had done anything that warranted like concern yeah concern (laughs) right um but my my younger son has a friend who lives nearby And they play together quite often. Mm -hmm. The weather's been so gorgeous that we're almost always outside, which is a huge blessing because I want my kids to play outside. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we really like this kid. He's a really awesome kid. Oh, that's nice. And he's a year older than my youngest. So he's like two years younger than than my oldest. So he's right in the middle. Yeah. He's great. Cool. Um, Like I said, we really like him. I'd met both his parents at at some time or another. His mom does not speak English. Oh, so that's a little hard. So it's challenging. Yeah. Now, the kid, mm-hmm. he speaks English and Spanish. Gotcha. So, so he, he can translate, can but... Translate, but let's remember he's nine right. or ten. So, so it's like a little different. <laughs> a kid. So when I found out that she wasn't... 
what turned out to happen was she wasn't comfortable with the kids coming over to our house and playing. Mm-hmm. And she has a daughter, too, who's, I think, a year younger than my okay. youngest. Sure, sure. Close in age. Okay. Uh, and she wasn't comfortable with them coming over and being inside our house because she told her son that she didn't know me. Okay. So I was like, oh, no, I don't, I'll come and, I don't and, want yeah, that. Let's, yeah, let's so talk. Yeah. I went over there and I was like, hey, you know, your son said that you're not really that comfortable with your kids at my house because you don't really know me. And I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. I didn't mean uh, for for them to develop such a positive relationship right. without you and I interacting yeah. at all. Fair. I didn't, you know, I don't want you to feel that way. Yeah. And, you know, maybe explain to me what you're concerned about. Mm-hmm. And she went on to explain that um, she was kind of under the impression that my husband and I work from home and that as a result, when the kids are there, she thought maybe we were working, that we weren't just home. Which is not at all the case. No, which is not at all the case. And uh, But she didn't know. And she works from home, so I think she just thought maybe that's what I did. Sure. And she just was concerned that they weren't being supervised. Sure. Okay. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's a manageable problem. I yes, can fix this yes. because that's not the case at all. And I explained that I don't work from home, that I have a job outside the house, and so does my husband, and that when we are home yeah. and we invite her son to play, it's because the parents are home One with of the kids. You is monitoring. And we would yes. always be there and be fully in- attentive. Yeah. And she was kind of just like, okay, hmm. So I don't really know if I swayed her. I at least I didn't think that I did. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of just walked away with like the attitude. Well, okay. I guess we'll just see how it plays out. If yeah. he comes over, then yeah. great. If he doesn't, then you know they can play outside. They can. My son can go to their house once in a while if she's comfortable with that. Sure, I'm comfortable sure. with her and her husband. Her husband I've talked to a handful of times. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I feel comfortable with them. Yeah. And I will say that her concerns about like being attentive actually were kind of reassuring. Yeah, for me. Then that would be like, oh, okay. Well, some you're watching. Yeah, you think that's really important. That's good. Okay, cool. (laughs) Though I will say that it, I don't know if I would be comfortable with my child always going to someone else's house and not having that exchange. Well, and and I was feeling that way, which is kind of why I kept pushing for this kid to come over. Yeah. At one point, my kid had gone over there a few times in a row, several maybe. Right, yeah. And I was like, you know, why don't you invite him over here? Why doesn't he come over here? You guys play here. You're always welcome. Yeah. I mean, they're older. I don't have to sit on the floor and build a block tower. Right, they're not I babies. just have to sit in the room on, at or the, the next table room or somewhere. Yeah. Drink my so coffee on a Saturday. So I can hear something happens yes yeah and i i really don't mind doing that yeah um and so i kind of started to feel wishy-washy about the situation probably feel the same yeah Yeah. and then something kind of happened that sort of took matters a little bit worse Mm. i guess Uh, a couple days ago my son went over there and we um decided Excuse me, we decided that we didn't want him walking back home by himself if it was dark outside. Well, it's getting so dark so early It now, gets yeah. dark at like 6.15. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you can go over there after dinner, but we're going to come and get you. Yeah. So I'm going to come at like 7.30 mm-hmm. and get you so that you have time to shower and read yep. before bed and get ready for bed. Yeah. Okay, no problem. So I go over there. I yep. knock on the door. 
No answer. I ring the doorbell. I pound on the door. I wait. Oh. I wait. Ten minutes. Maybe not ten minutes. Five minutes go by. But a while. A like, while. Who doesn't answer their door? <laughs> who doesn't answer their door when they're home and they have guests? And they know that there's someone who's not living in that house in the house. Like Right? Yes. So I'm like, uh, eventually, I knock loud enough yeah. that the mom comes to the door. And I'm like, hey, I'm just looking for Abraham. You know, he's got to head home. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. And she invited me in. Sure. She's always welcomed me inside the house. Yeah. And Abraham's sitting in the room, like, right next to the front door. How so my own no child did not hear, hear the door. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, oh, we got to go? And I'm like, yeah. yeah and we time to go. leave. Yeah. And I... This was a little while ago, and yeah. I kind of chalk it up. Okay, isolated incident. Sure. Well, well, Maybe, you know, I will say this. If I had gone into my backyard or mm-hmm. I had gone down into the basement. You wouldn't necessarily hear the door. I might not if, hear yeah. the door. And my kids sometimes, when they have a friend over, they'll play in their room. Sure. And so Same. maybe they wouldn't hear the yeah. door. So let's call Let's chalk it up okay. to an it accident. Happened. Let's just move on. One time yeah. is is yep. a coincidence. Yes. It's not a One pattern. One time is not a pattern yet. Yes. So then yesterday it happened again. Oh. My husband went to go get my son mm-hmm. and knocked on the door and waited and waited. And he was probably gone. I was home. He was probably gone 15 minutes. Oh, wow. So and he this was kid waiting. lives like three houses down from so us. So he was waiting for quite a while. He waited. Yeah. Nobody came to the door. That's so weird. So we, I text the dad because i have the dad's phone number hey you know we're looking for my son my husband came by knocked on the door no one answered yeah you know can you just get him ready we're gonna come back yeah don't no response don't hear from the dad and now i'm starting to be like dude come on you're worrying me a little yeah like are you even home right what happened to my kid what's going on yeah so my husband and i both walk over there together yeah and knock on the door and my son immediately answers the door and he's just like i thought you were coming at 7 30 it's almost eight o'clock You're like i did no dude we were here at 7 30 you yeah. did not answer and no, no one, one answered and so we walked home and we talked to my son and we were like you know we don't want you walking home by yourself and if they're not going to answer the door yeah. then you can't go over there after dinner anymore period right because i just we can't keep really uncomfortable yeah. with that and That's i don't so weird to me to have someone else's kid at your house and not be cognizant of a doorbell ringing you know what i mean like i mean would you see I mentioned, oh, if I had gone in the backyard or something. If I ever did that, which I don't believe I have ever done while having kids in my right, house, right. I would be back inside yeah. within a minute or two. Correct. It would be like, a, oh, no, I the wind's blowing really gra- hard. Yeah, I got to bring the umbrella, the umbrella down. down. Exactly. <laughs> Literally that. Ding. Like, yeah. That and then would, I run back in. That yes. would be, or it's raining super hard and, and I it. left a chair outside. Right. But that's it. And... If you know that, obviously your son knew he was going to be picked up around 7.30. So if you're like, okay, your mom's going to pick you up around 7.30, I would literally be waiting around 7.30 to answer that door. I mean, like, yeah. That's so too many, Too to many me. coincidences to be a coincidence. Yeah. You know? So yeah. we were like, you can't go over there after 7.30 anymore. Sure, sure. Like 45 minutes go by and the dad response to my oh. text message and he's just like oh sorry i just saw this you know I, you know i know you ended up getting abraham i hope everything worked out I, what's going on in that house that just makes me like where are the parents what is going on like why yeah and again i don't, don't want to jump to conclusions or anything but like that is not normal to me 
when especially when you have someone else at your house like yeah i've dropped kids off my kids off at plenty of people's houses I've never waited more than like a doorbell ring for somebody to answer. Yeah. Somebody. Well, and I can hear their doorbell. So like so it you works. No, it works. You know, my doorbell is 50-50 sometimes. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's, it's a junk doorbell and I refuse yeah. to replace it because I don't even like having it. Yeah. So like replacing it sounds like a dumb investment. Fair enough. I don't want you to ring my doorbell. Don't come. That's fine. <laughs> but if but. you're expecting someone to pick their kid up at a certain time, you're going to pay attention. Absolutely. So I think that also I will say I may not always have my phone on me, but if I have someone else's kid at my house, I generally do in right? case they need to call, in case something happens, in case something comes up. Like, I want to be accessible. And uh-huh. I feel like that's a relatively normal thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, I guess, again, parents are different. The thing is that if that mom was concerned about you guys not supervising you would think that she would be very close well, to wherever the kids were. That's sort of what I was implying, so, was that I was kind yeah. of comforted by her concerns yeah. because it meant that she was very attentive with right. them. But is that true? I don't <laughs> Based know. Based off no. of the experience. Now, here's the last wrinkle. Today, I came home from work, and all of the kids were playing in my backyard okay. and had played in the house for a while and then oh. decided to go outside and play. And then... This is kind of, I feel kind of bad about this. The dad texted me, uh-huh. but it was while I was helping my husband transfer his phone because he got a new phone uh, and he was texting me to make sure everything was working sure, and I sure. didn't notice another text another, message, gotcha. but I noticed it like five minutes later oh, okay. and in the meantime, the mom had come and gotten the kids. Gotcha. So they did not wait for me to respond. They just right, came right, over. Right. They just came and got them. And he and was just like, my mom's here. I'm going to go. probably answered the door or some semblance yeah. of that. Yeah. So interesting. All right. I'm going to open this. We can chat for a minute. But uh, yeah. let's. In yeah. terms of parenting style, I'm not sure if it's obvious, but I tend to be pretty laid back. Uh, this is a double IPA that we're drinking. Fluctuation. I'm going to wait and let that settle. Yours mine is looks all foam. Very heady. So uh, my poor I tend to be poor. very like kind of let That's things play out sort of person mm-hmm. rather than the kind of person that's like going to dive straight in all the time. I don't really do that. I don't want to sound lazy. I just kind of don't hover too much. Yes. I have friends that are both. I have friends on different ends of the spectrum on this. I have friends that are helicopter parents and hover completely. Then I have friends that probably give their children too much leeway or try and be their friend and Mm. don't parent enough. And then I have some friends who I shouldn't call them friends. I have some acquaintances who I really do not enjoy their company because they do not discipline their children at all. Yeah. And that piece are people that, I know as adults that have children, not that are my children's friends. So Right. I see. And that makes things so awkward though, doesn't it? Yes. That we you're like, oh, this is my friend, but I'm not sure they're a good parent. Exactly. You know That's I mean? quite literally the scenario sometimes is like, okay, like I love you and you're my friend. You're my friend and I'm watching you parent your child and I'm like, that kid's gonna be screwed up when they get older. Like and I've said I've said that internally in my head yeah. a handful of times and been like, man, 
Like, or that kid is a brat. Like, I do not want that kid at my house because they are a brat. But I'm friends with their parents. And that's harder, I feel like, because I'm friends with them first. And when I'm like, I don't really want you to come over with your family because I don't like your kid. And that's your fault. Right. Right. It's an awkward situation. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, but I definitely have all spectrums like your kids and my kids get along fine you know like and i feel like when we are together we are similar parenting like yeah we're not hovering we're not letting them get away with everything but like they're gonna be able to go play video games they're gonna be able to go play outside they're gonna you know they have some and i'm not gonna like like you're when we've come to your house there have been times where my kids have like gone upstairs and played in your son's room yeah and i don't follow them up there no now, there's <laughs> been moments where I'm like, it's getting kind of loud. Sure. You should check like, on What are you them. doing? Yeah. yeah but, yes. But I'm not. But that's the extent. I'm I don't need you and I to move to watch. into no. the bedroom and supervise that kind of situation. Nor do I. I don't, I don't want to have to do that. No. And I think that the expectation we have of our children is that we don't have to do that. Like, you're going to behave whether I'm in the room or when I'm not. Yeah. And that's what I expect of you. And if you're not, then you're not going to have friends over. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to sit there and have to monitor. You guys are old enough. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to sit and hover over you. Yeah. So, or even in the backyard, like, go play in the backyard. Like, even our, our the twins are old enough now. Like, if they're together, like, go right around the block. Go, yeah. you know, like, as long as you're together, I don't want you by yourself because, yeah. you know. But if it's a group of you, like, my daughter's friend, one of her friends was over yesterday and the three of them went and they took the scooter and the bikes and they rode around the block and they were together. And I was like, it's fine. Like, yeah. I'm not going to worry about it as long as you stick together and you follow the rules. Cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So. And unless they betray your trust in some right. fashion, yeah. that rule will stand. Exactly. And yeah. that's very much how we parent in this house. And that's, I enjoy having friends that parent in the same way. Because that have the same philosophy. Much easier. Even when we like go places, you know, or like whatever together. It's not like one of us is like standing next to the kids at all times, having to be like, okay, I'm watching you because I don't want to have to do that. Right. So it's a whole lot easier when you're similar versus one is a completely laid back. I don't care what my kid does. I don't even know where she is. He is, you know, whatever. Or I'm going to sit right next to him within five feet so I can watch their every move. You can't. Those two styles of friends like don't mesh yeah so. no yeah absolutely i think that your parenting style does affect your friendships i think it does yeah. i really do i think it does i think it's often difficult as you have families to spend as much time socializing with people that have vastly different parenting styles than you do yes and it's a lot easier when when you're similar yes so a hundred percent i agree i mean and you kind of touched on how you have friends that have a different parenting style whatever that might be and it kind of makes you not comfortable being around them with their kids yes and i see that in minor examples for Mm -hmm. myself i do have friends who have different parenting styles than me and at times i feel like you'll know i'll have that thought that you had where you're like oh man is this kid gonna turn out okay you know like i feel like (laughs) In general, my parents did a very good job, Mm -hmm. 
raising my brother and I, but I also know that I was very dependent on my mom. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, there were times where I struggled being away from her. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying she did anything wrong. No. I was essentially an only child because because my brother brother was was so much older. older. Your your mom spent a ton of time with you. So, you know, and my brother and I were only a couple years apart. Right. And so, and I was the older one. So it was a little bit different of a scenario. Well, and I get that vibe a lot from my friends who are the oldest sibling Mm -hmm. it's a funny situation i could almost spend a whole conversation talking (laughs) about that because i'm the youngest my husband is also the youngest so it's really interesting for us yeah because we have an oldest that is interesting and we don't really get his dynamic in the family sometimes yeah you guys weren't the old neither of you were the oldest no that's interesting yeah so we have a little bit of like yeah. How do you handle the oldest child? Like, oh. <laughs> it's kind of interesting though. Yeah, the the age, you know, whatever uh, birth order of which you were is I do interesting. Think that I'm, I I am <laughs> sure there are studies and there are books about what you know, which sibling, which child are you in the birth order? All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research. Yeah, I want to hear about that. All we'll right. put that in I'm somewhere. Add it to the the list somewhere. All right, I'm going to try this. No, uh, let's drink the beer. Double IPA, 8.1% ABV. Yeah. Ooh. Smells like an IPA. Mine was very heady. It has since dwindled to a reasonable, manageable head. (coughs) It is very carbonated, though. I can feel it, like, all the way down my esophagus. It's a bit more carbonated than I expected. I might have... I might have a little bit of uh, chest pains <laughs> later from oh, that's this. Not good. Indigestion, some <laughs> yeah, sort some of. Yeah, some indigestion, if you will. Chest pains is the wrong word, mm-hmm. but that's where it'll, I'll feel it. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it does have that carbonation on your tongue. I don't feel it as much, but maybe later we'll see. Um, it is a little bit less on the citrusy side than some other double IPAs that I've had. I thought that too. It's almost a milder flavor. It's funny because the Pilsner was like a bolder Pilsner. In your face Pilsner and this I feel like is a little bit more subdued. Double IPA. And it's like a weird weird flip. Uh Um, It's definitely a double IPA. I mean there's no denying that the flavor is that. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's just a little bit Less on the citrusy side and maybe more depending, you know, I don't know what the hop profile is of it. Depending on what the hops are, definitely give a different kind of profile to it. I don't even think it lists the hops. Huh. That's super interesting. Yeah, most IPAs will tell you what hops are in it. Tells you what artwork's in it. Okay. No. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, I loved the Pilsner. This is this is a double IPA. It's fine. It's not my favorite double IPA. But uh, I would still give them another try because they're pretty solid beers. Yeah, I agree. I really like the first beer. I like this beer a lot. So I'm happy with this equilibrium. Way to go. Good job. I'm I'm happy that we gave them a try. So if you're ever in uh, the Hudson Valley area Mm -hmm. of New York, uh, look them up. (laughs) Every time you say the Hudson Valley, I think think about the the plane that... No. No. Oh. Th- that's good though. But I think about Into the Spider Verse where oh. they're gonna go to the yeah. lab, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I'm not gonna swing all the way <laughs> to the Hudson Valley, especially after a burger breakfast." <laughs> Man, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I gotta uh, add, add watch it, back it again onto, onto the list. So yeah, watch it again. It'll be worth it. I like it. That's our recommendation for tonight. All you guys. right. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. 
Thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week and cheers to you all.